The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. It was evening on the day Jesus rose from the dead, the first day of the week. And the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. After eight days, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia. Since Palm Sunday, we've reflected on some of the signs of Jesus' love for us. We need signs of love. Love, after all, can't be seen on its own. That doesn't make it any less real, of course. But although we know love is real, signs of love are extremely helpful reminders that affirm what we know to be true. A couple may exchange rings on their wedding day as a sign of their love for one another. Good friends may exchange pictures, or a child may make something for a beloved relative. These are all signs that don't, that, that don't create love, but reveal its presence. On Palm Sunday, we looked at how Jesus reveals his love for us through the breaking of bread, 
Although the Last Supper seemed to end miserably, the sign of the breaking of bread didn't end at Jesus' arrest. Our Lord continued to break bread as he stood before judges, carried his cross, and was crucified. Many of the early Christians recognized the risen Jesus only through the breaking of bread, and this sign, the breaking of bread, has become a central part of our worship here. On Holy Thursday, we explored how Jesus reveals his love through the washing of feet, through service. Service is never accidental. Jesus didn't accidentally wash the feet of the disciples. No, his service is always planned and deliberate. Sometimes this is a call for us to seek out ways to serve others, and sometimes it's a call for us to accept the ways Jesus continues to serve us today, especially through the sacraments. Like Peter, we too can be reluctant to accept the gift of service Jesus offers us. On Good Friday, we witnessed another great sign of Jesus' love for us, the forgiveness of sins. We all carry wounds, sometimes wounds so deep that forgiveness seems impossible. For us, sometimes it is. But in the cross, we see how Jesus can forgive all, and in those moments when we reach our limits, we can always invite him to do what we cannot. At times, the very idea of asking God to bless someone who has hurt us may seem impossible. Our prayer in these cases may simply be, God, do something. Finally, on Easter, we examined another sign of Jesus' love for us, his self-revelation. While many of us exert exert a great deal of energy, putting up false fronts, and guessing the intentions of others, Jesus reveals who he is and what his intentions for us are. The problem is that at times we're like Mary Magdalene, standing in the presence of Jesus while not able to recognize him. The trick is to know what to look for. In the pictures of the children's book, Where's Waldo? Waldo can only be found if you know to look for the man with the red and white striped toque and shirt. It's the only way to find him. To find Jesus, we don't look among the dead. But for the signs of his love today, the forgiveness of sins, the washing of feet, and the breaking of bread, signs that are all present in this place. The gospel this week continues describing the events of that first Easter day. We're told it's the first day of the week. It's evening, so the light of day is fading. This is a call back to creation, to a time before God separated light from darkness and the universe was nothing but a formless and chaotic void. For the followers of Jesus, The events of that first Easter must have seemed chaotic also. The tomb of Jesus was found empty, and all kinds of stories circulated about what might have happened, what it all could mean. So the disciples locked themselves away. This is an experience familiar for us. 
Two years ago, when a tiny virus created uncertainty in our world, we were advised to lock ourselves away in the chaos of illness, war, inflation, supply chain limits, and many other things still fill many with fear and isolation. Notice what happens next in the gospel, though. Jesus, overcoming the chaos of the world and all the obstacles the disciples could employ, locked doors and all, appears among the disciples and breathes over them. The breath of God was the crowning moment of creation that gave life to Adam. This is another sign of the love of Jesus, the breath of his Spirit. In this act, by breathing over the disciples, creation is being made new. Fear kept the disciples locked into looking at the past, at what was lost through the devastating darkness caused by sin. This, par- this caused paralyzing fear and urged the disciples to lock themselves away. The breath of God, however, the same breath that gave life to Adam and Eve, gives new life to the disciples of Jesus, prompting them to overcome isolation and fear to share in the work of God by forgiving sins in the name of Jesus. While we love to count ourselves among the disciples, for many, doubting Thomas is the most relatable of them, the most reasonable, who demands evidence for the resurrection. The problem is that Thomas' demands for evidence keeps him focused on the wounds of Jesus He completely misses all the other signs that point to a future of joy, the empty tomb, the prophecies, and the testimony of his brother apostles. Instead, he demands evidence from a fallen past on the problems of the world that led to the crucifixion. Fortunately, God respects the limits of Thomas, and Jesus, although risen, chooses to keep the wounds of the cross. Evidence is great, and God respects that, but there is more to our faith. To see this evidence, Thomas is drawn back to the church. Of course, Jesus could have appeared to Thomas separately, but to urge him into a faith based on more than evidence, Thomas must join the church, the rest of the apostles. The same thing happens with the disciples on the road to Emmaus and those women who first saw the empty tomb. They ran to join the rest of the disciples, the church. We've been reflecting on signs of Jesus' love for us. And maybe one of the biggest signs of his love is our church, us gathered here. After all, there are a great many things that divide us. We're all very different people from very different backgrounds and perspectives. But our gathering here as church is another sign of the love of Jesus overcoming even these sometimes divisive differences. As Thomas needed to join the church to see signs of Jesus' love, we gather here for the same thing. God of all, we ask you to send your spirit into our hearts so we would always recognize the signs of your love for us. 
May we see the sacrifice of our Savior in the breaking of bread. May we witness the power of our Lord in the forgiveness of sins. May we observe his desire for us in the washing of feet, in the service offered here, and may our very gathering as church reflect this love to the world. We offer this prayer in his name. Amen. Amen.